Hello, this is Father Neil here and welcome to the October 19th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at numbers 2380 through 2386 of the Catechism. 4. Offences against the dignity of marriage. 2380. Adultery refers to marital infidelity. When two partners, of whom at least one is married, to another party, have sexual relationships, even transient ones, they commit adultery. Christ condemns even adultery of mere desire. The Sixth Commandment and the New Testament forbid adultery absolutely. The prophets denounce the gravity of adultery. They see it as an image of the sin of idolatry. 2381. Adultery is an injustice. He who commits adultery fails in his commitment. He does injury to the sign of the covenant, which the marriage bond is, transgresses the rights of the other spouse, and undermines the institution of marriage by breaking the contract on which it is based. He compromises the good of human generation and the welfare of children who need their parents' stable union. Divorce, 2382. The Lord Jesus insisted on the original intention of the Creator who willed that marriage be indissoluble. He abrogates the accommodations that had slipped into the old law. Between the baptised, a ratified and consummated marriage cannot be dissolved by any human power or for any reason other than death. 2383. The separation of spouses while maintaining the marriage bond can be legitimate in certain cases provided for by canon law. If civil divorce remains the only possible way of ensuring certain legal rights, the care of children or the protection of inheritance, it can be tolerated and does not constitute a moral offence. 2384. Divorce is a grave offence against the natural law. It claims to break the contract to which the spouses freely consented to live with each other till death. Divorce does injury to the covenant of salvation, of which sacramental marriage is a sign. Contracting a new union, even if it is recognised by civil law, adds to the gravity of the rupture. The remarried spouse is then in a situation of public and permanent adultery. If a husband separated from his wife approaches another woman, he is an adulterer, because he makes that woman commit adultery. And the woman who lives with him is an adulteress, because she has drawn another's husband to herself. 2385. Divorce is immoral, also because it introduces disorder into the family and into society. This disorder brings grave harm to the deserted spouse, to children traumatised by the separation of their parents and often torn between them, and because of its contagious effect, which makes it truly a plague on society. 2386. It can happen that one of the spouses is the innocent victim of a divorce, decreed by civil law. This spouse, therefore, has not contravened the moral law. There is a considerable difference between a spouse who has sincerely tried to be faithful to the sacrament of marriage and is unjustly abandoned, and one who, through his own grave fault, destroys a canonically valid marriage. Okay, so this uh, section dealing with um, the offences against the dignity of marriage, 
is, I suppose, a sad section. It's a section that is dealing with a lot of the suffering in our world today, that so much suffering comes about through adultery, through sin, through divorce, that so many people suffer because of this. So many innocent people, so many abandoned spouses and the children. The children are usually the ones that suffer most in a situation of adultery or in a situation of um, uh, of the separation of a marriage. And the church, again, has um, a teaching that I think is underlining the importance of marriage, underlining the goodness of marriage, and underlining the the need for marriage, and yet trying to be merciful. So first of all, to explain that there are times when a husband or a wife can be wronged against, that they can be abandoned, that the other party against their wishes, decides to up and to leave. And uh, in this sense, that they can be totally innocent. They can be absolutely innocent, and yet in a situation of divorce, in a situation of the rupture of the marriage. Um, and then the, uh, and again, uh, and so if somebody is divorced, or if somebody's spouse has left them, and they need to get a civil divorce afterwards, in order to protect their rights or the rights of their children, or for some other legal reason, that's okay. The divorce in itself isn't the sin. It's the, the divorce and remarriage. That there can be legitimate reasons for the husband and the wife to live separately. Uh, again, it's not ideal. That ideally they should be living together. Ideally they should be together. And marriage is something that is important to fight for. Not to fall at the first, uh, at the first hurdle. Not to say, oh well, we tried, it didn't work. But that is something that has to be fought for very, very hard, hardly, very, very, uh, with a lot of effort, uh, a, a lot of um, um, resources putting into protecting marriage, because marriage is fundamental for the church, for society, for families, and it's something that is worth fighting for. And so we fight for marriage, but if in the end it happens that there is a divorce, that there is a separation, then we try to remain faithful. And the um, the teaching is that the party that is uh, separated from their spouse should remain faithful to that spouse till death. And um, and this is what it's about, that Catholic moral life is based on this sacrament and that when we go against it, we're in a state of sin. Again, then, the Church is very merciful. The Church tries to help people. Uh, but it can't say that right is wrong and that wrong is right. And that sometimes to help somebody, we need to first of all acknowledge the situation they are in. And to say that sometimes the situations are not good. That doesn't mean that the people stuck in those situations may be good or are not themselves. That's It's independent, but the situation itself is not a good situation. The situation of separation is not a good situation. The situation of somebody who leaves their spouse and gets married again uh, civilly is not a good situation. And then maybe we, obviously the church will reach out and try to help people no matter where they are, but that it, these are not good situations and we need to recognize this and again also to recognize that adultery is always wrong. Sure, people are weak, people have temptations, sometimes people fall into temptation, but if we fall into temptation, we need to repent and start again and try to rebuild the marriage, which isn't easy, but is possible. That through the grace of our Lord, it is possible to rebuild a marriage. 
it is even possible to sit, to forgive a spouse who has wronged you, who has cheated on you, who has betrayed you. Um, but anyway, uh, here the section of the Catechism again is just giving the basic uh, teaching, which is to say that adultery is always wrong and the divorce is not good. Sometimes divorce may be a necessary evil if it doesn't include a remarriage, but that it is never something good. And um, so we'll continue tomorrow. And tomorrow we're going to look at numbers 2387 through 2391. God bless.